Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Out on a Tangent with the Merrimack Public Library, the second edition of our Oceans of Possibility series. And you guys, guess who I'm here with today? Hi, everyone. It's Miss Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> and his name is John Cena. Do, 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 do. I don't know if that's copywritten. <laughs> Sorry, John Cena. Uh, we are not speaking for the brand of the company. <laughs> anyway, we're the human. <laughs> well, I don't know. John Cena is a brand, isn't he? I mean, yeah. Is he a company? I don't think so. Well, WWE. Sure, but that's different. Anyway, today we're talking about the Titanic. <laughs> And the reason why Jenny is here to talk about the Titanic with me is because she is an avid <laughs> fan of the Titanic. Avid? Is that not the right word to use? I mean, I guess. You're an avid researcher of the Titanic. You I... loved it as a kid and you still love it now. Well, we'll get into why in just a moment. <laughs> I did not see the Titanic movie until I was like 18. Um, I was, oh gosh, I think I was 14. I was in eighth grade. Yeah. Eighth grade. I was in eighth grade when I watched it, but when I was little, like itty bitty, itty, itty bitty, my best friend Demi's older sister, um, had gone to see Titanic with her aunt and her friends and all that. And they were talking about it, and I wanted nothing more than to watch that movie <laughs> because I wanted to be cool. Yeah. Uh, to which my mom said, no, because it's not fact. It's all fiction. And it's not for kids. I mean, it's also aggressively not for kids. Correct. <laughs> but, like, you know, what, like, three-year-old me? Yeah. If that. I think you might have been... Four, because I think it came out in ninety six. I think. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh no, I would have been five. Nineteen ninety seven. Oh, I have it in my notes. <laughs> um, I know, but <laughs> I, uh, I, I needed to watch it. I needed to, like something deep in my soul. I needed to, but my mom made me do all the research first. So then at every scholastic book fair. Oh my God. That's a throwback. Mm -hmm. Do they still do those? I mean, I've seen them at JMU's like recently when oh I was gosh. interning there. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I used to buy erasers and <laughs> no books at all. Just like dog shaped erasers. <laughs> I was poor. I only <laughs> bought a book because I would have money for it. Oh, yeah, I had money for one thing, and I would choose to get an eraser. The books were cheaper than the erasers. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't remember that. Because, like, you could get a book for, like, a dollar or, like, 50 cents. Yeah. But the erasers were, like, $2. Shout out to my parents. $2. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I would buy every single book I could find, consume. I watched, like, every documentary, all of this stuff. And then, finally, when I was in eighth grade, I'm like, I'm home alone i can watch this and then i watched it and i'm like oh my god and like tears so many tears at the end and for a long time if i wanted to cry because you know sometimes it'd be like that yeah um i would watch that movie but it's also like it's such a commitment it's so long 
Um, when you watched it, did you watch it like digitally or did you watch it like on DVD? <laughs> no, it was on AMC, like that channel. Okay. Like, or whatever. Like the AMC movie channel or whatever. Something like that. But okay. like I had to wait for commercials. Oh, like, God. You must have been watching it for like six hours. It was a long go. Because isn't the movie like three hours yeah. standalone? Yeah. And if there's commercial breaks? Yeah, it was a it was a rough go. And Oof. I mean, lots of times to go and get snacks. But like I watched it like in my basement. I would like run upstairs, grab snacks and like go to the bathroom and then like run back downstairs and be like, ah. um, <laughs> I got to go back. Um the movie has offered two wonderful things for me. Okay. Number one, one of my favorite quotes of all time that is so applicable to life mm-hmm. itself is James Cameron has been quoted for the movie as saying, we all know how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. It's about the journey. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like little 14 year old Jenny's mind was blown. <laughs> oh no, because I heard the quote years before I watched the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but like little me, mind was blown, and I'm like, wow, that's so deep. Um <laughs> I can just picture you at five years old. You're like, Mom, it's about the journey. <laughs> as I'm also like pretending to be like a Disney princess in the backyard. Um, yeah, it's about the journey. Yeah. <laughs> Your journey is to be a Disney princess and paint with the colors of the wind. Oh, truly, my <laughs> favorite. Um, highly problematic, I recognize that, but also <laughs> one of my favorites. Anywho, so yeah, so that, and then also anytime anyone leaves and I'm like trying to get their attention, but I don't really want to deal with it, I'm like, come back, Jack. Come I'll never back. let go, Jack. No, not that I'll never let go, oh. but the come back, come back. Oh, like after he's like unalived and is in the water. He and... sinks to the bottom. Yeah. Right. And then like it's with the lifeboats. She like wakes up. Um, here's a fun fact for everyone. Yeah, the water really was that cold. It was negative two point two degrees Celsius, which is roughly the equivalent of like about like twenty six, twenty eight degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. So there were people that were waiting in that water for a long time to try and get rescued. And they survived? Not most of them. (laughs) I mean, like, listen, there were over 2,000 passengers. Like a third of them lived. Okay. About. All right. So say there's like 2,400 passengers. If a third of them lived, that's like 800 people. I mean, yeah, like there were 700 people that lived. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> so Welcome for those of you for those of you who don't know which i'm pretty sure everybody knows at least a little bit about the titanic because it's been so heavily like pushed in our like it's mainstream history part of and culture yeah. yeah so it was a british luxury passenger liner which it's an ocean liner not a cruise ship and yes. jenny would you like to explain the difference between ocean liners I would and cruise love ships nothing more <laughs> so ocean liners are structured very differently because uh to be like especially transatlantic um you're dealing with really 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 rough water mm-hmm. so those ships tend to be more pointed um I don't want to blanket say all because I can't speak for all cruise ships, even though I did not know that I knew as much as I do okay. <laughs> about them. Um, but most of them ended up being like warships in World War One, World War Two. Yeah. 
Um, so that was the fate for a lot of boats, like the Titanic sisters of yeah. the Olympia and the Britannica. Yeah. Um, turned into like hospital ships or whatever. Um, cruise ships, you'll notice when they're like just hanging out, they are designed to look more like hotels, which is why they are taller. Yeah. Um, they also tend to be a lot more wide and they are designed for calmer and shallower water. Yeah, like when you're on a cruise, I mean, I have not been on a cruise since I was like three. So take this with a grain of salt because I'm not sure if this when is I've correct. been on a cruise more recently. <laughs> you don't ever really see, like, if you look out the window, you're not underwater on a cruise. I don't know. Are there some like guest rooms that yeah, are underwater? 100%. Okay, because I didn't know. I thought like on cruise ships, the crew lived in the part of the ship that was like underwater also true but like they also have like crew members that have like suites or they have like their windows um sometimes it's like just the porthole to the outside but like it's outside and you can see it yeah like the actual outside world and not just like the underwater world interesting i didn't know that okay well anyway now that we know the difference between uh, ocean liners and cruise ships. Mm-hmm. I played a game with Jenny in preparation for this episode <laughs> just because I was curious and I googled like famous ships and I was like hey Jenny what's this ship and she knew it and I didn't even know it and I had to go back and look and see what it was. Okay one of them was really easy because like it, it said it. On the it side. literally said that it was the America. But I can't see that well so I didn't see that it said it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so it sank on April 15th, 1912, en route to New York from Southampton, England, on its maiden voyage. 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 There we go. <laughs> the largest and most luxurious ship afloat at the time, the Titanic had a double-bottomed hull divided into 16 watertight compartments. Because four of these could be flooded without endangering its buoyancy, it was considered unsinkable mm-hmm. uh-oh spaghettios <laughs> shortly before the night shortly before the night i'm sorry you guys my brain's not working today <laughs> shortly before midnight on april 14th it collided with an iceberg southeast of cape cape race newfoundland five compartments ruptured and the ship sank some 1500 of its 2200 passengers died mm-hmm. crazy after the disaster, new rules <laughs> were drawn so up requiring that the number of places in lifeboats equal the number of passengers. The Titanic had only 1,178 lifeboat places for 2,224 passengers. It was 2,435. Oh, wow. Encyclopedia Britannica did me wrong. Mm. <laughs> Weird. And that all ships maintain a 24-hour radio watch for distress signals. A ship less than 20 miles, 32 kilometers away, had not heard the Titanic's distress signal because no one had been on duty. There's, like, a reason why, though. The International Ice Patrol was established to monitor icebergs in shipping lanes. So... Is it like the movie? Because in the movie, I think someone's up in the, like, crow nest or whatever that's Yeah, called. so kind of, like, the problem was is that, like, April, the, um, the ocean, like, weather 
is very, very foggy. Yeah. So, like, that presents one danger. Two, not the same technology that we had today. Um, three, the waters were very still, so they couldn't even see, like, waves crashing into it. Um, and then I have some conspiracy theories that Ooh. I can show you later. Okay, so... It's, it's during this podcast, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> so, I guess... A lot of we sort of already discussed this, but the next point I have to bring up is that the Titanic movie became an instant cult classic and believed by a lot of people to be a true story. However, the characters of Rose and Jack are not real, and their whirlwind tragic romance is unfortunately made up. I don't think it's necessarily unfortunately because, like, there was a lot of problems with it. Well, you know, it's like a classic love story in the canon of our society, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounded so beatnik of me. Do you guys even know what beatniks are? How old am I? <laughs> when Sam is older than everyone else in the <laughs> building. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the weirdest thing that I found is the many schemes that have been proposed to get the Titanic to come back to surface. Okay. One of my favorites them. include filling it with ping pong balls. Injecting it with 180,000 tons of Vaseline or using half a million tons of liquid nitrogen to encase it in an iceberg that would just float it to the surface. It does pose a very, like, interesting thing because, like, obviously, like, we don't want all of this, like, waste and pollution in the ocean. Right, but the fa- the funniest thing to me is, let's turn it into an iceberg to get it to okay, float. Okay, listen, I, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> but also, what's, like, bananas to me is, like, you know, if we, like, bring that up, like, the safety protocols in the early 1900s are obviously vastly different than what we have today. Yeah. Right. Um, But in addition to that, we also, I don't know, like, like what chemicals were used that like, then you're going to like bring up and like, it's going to potentially harm more people. Whereas like right now there's like kind of like sediment that's on top of it. Yeah. And is it even going to last more or less like for like even like the journey to Halifax yeah uh which is one of the very many uh Titanic museums that you can go and visit yeah and also Vaseline why is that gonna make something float it's like hydrophobic yeah but Vaseline specifically I feel like there's a lot like Cheaper and more abundant things. Well, Vaseline's like super cheap is the thing. Not 180,000 tons, though. It's a lot cheaper than like, for example, like helium. Yeah, well, of course. You know, but like. (laughs) Let's turn the Titanic into a giant balloon. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then as it comes out of the water. yo he. Sorry. Cool. I was like, I can't sing any more of that song, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Okay. It's the first song I ever learned how to play on the piano. Again, I was six. (laughs) So I have some questions here about the Titanic that I'm just curious about. I can't wait. So I know that there was animals on the Titanic. Yeah. 
were there like cargo animals and also animals that were people's pets or was it all one or the other if you were rich enough to bring a pet with you the pet was in the room with you okay they had like dog walkers and everything but why did they allow pets on the ship because some people there were no planes like Oh, right, because people so. were, like, literally moving to New York. From right, England. like, okay. you know, this is around the time that, like, yeah, this is around the time that, like, um, my great-grandparents were, like, moving here from Ireland. Yeah, you me know? too, yeah. So, like, that's how they had to get there. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't even think about that. Because when I think, like, I'm thinking of, like, a cruise, like, you don't take your pet on vacation again though like this cases here's the thing though is that like cruises are now so much more luxurious than they used to be yeah even though like when we think of like luxury and like gold-plated whatever whatever and like we think of all these like super fancy things Mm -hmm. we think of like the more old school ships but in reality those are more the newer ones because like now the cruise is part of your vacation whereas an ocean liner used to be a means to get to your right vacation. like how we would interpret like a ferry more today. or less like you more drive your car onto the ferry and then you go yeah. wherever you're going but like is it true that the titanic had a giant chandelier in it or is that made up no that's true so like it was designed for the rich people that were using well first it? class was Okay, give me, like, a quick breakdown of the structure. First class, second class, third class. (laughs) But, like, was it based on, like, were the decks, like, sanctioned out for each class? 100%, yeah. So, like, if you were in third class, you could Then you had rats running amongst you. You could, like, touch all of the walls if you just, like, stood up. Okay. Um, Second class would be kind of, like... Not much bigger than, like, like two twin-size bed, more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, first class would be, like, I would say, like, a king or a queen, or you would get, like, a whole suite to yourself. Okay. You know? So, like, first So the class... rooms got a little bit bigger, and you would also get, like, more permissions to do certain things. Right. So if you were in third class, could you not go up to the main deck and, like... Correct. And they also had different menus for each floor level, too. Cool. I mean, like... Are you surprised that it was classist? No, no, not at all. <laughs> I'm just, like... So if you were lower than first class, you couldn't, like, go up and get fresh air at all? You weren't allowed to? Or was it, like, different parts of the main deck that were, like, sanctioned off? I mean, honestly, it was, like, discouraged, but, like, you could go up and, like, look at, like, certain things. Um, But, like, if you wanted to go into, like, the workout room, like, the pool, the whatever, you know, like, any of those things, like, those. Was there a pool on the Titanic? I don't remember. I'm, like, I'm thinking of, like, nine different ships right now, and I'm, like, I think yes, but, like, also, like, am I confusing it with... (laughs) Because, honestly, I have been looking at Disney cruises. Wow. (laughs) If you know me, you know that's not a surprise. And I'm trying to think, like, comparing it, like, but this is, like, a hundred plus years in the future these ships were built. So, like, that's crazy to me. And also the fact that the first class dogs were allowed on the main deck and, like, people in the fourth class and third class weren't allowed. 
That's kind of fun. Anyway. <laughs> I know. No, I know. Ugh. Yeah. Do you want to, while we're talking about the class system, mm-hmm. should we talk about the luck of the Titanic? Yeah, I think so. So one of the book recs for this whole podcast is an Isinglass nominee. Ooh. I know. Look at me tying in the award chair position to this. Um, but it's Luck of the Titanic by Stacy Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the one where um, a Chinese immigrant sneaks onto the Titanic, meets up with her brother, and she like has all these dreams of being an acrobat and yeah. all that fun stuff. And how like she kind of has to like sleuth around. And also like this is a very racist time to be on this boat. <laughs> With a very, very strict class system. Yeah. I thought you were going to say it's a very racist time to be alive. And I was like, well. Also true. (laughs) So I know you might be a little bit biased. Is this your favorite of the Isinglass informed books? No. Okay. I said books, by the way. I heard. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) Um. No, I wouldn't say so, but it is one that I was really excited to put on the list. Did you feel that it was accurate in a way that... No. 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 Was it accurate to the movie version of the Titanic? It was a wonderful read. Okay. Also, I need you to keep in mind, you always... I understand why you do, <laughs> but, like, I read so many books between story time, choosing oh, chapters. Oh, yeah. I am not expecting you Flume, to Flume, Isinglass. Like, I'm reading hundreds and hundreds of books every year. I don't remember what's what until I read the summary. And then I'm like, did I enjoy this one? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I've read maybe seven books. Like, longer than a picture book this year. That's so what far. I've read in the past week. That's cool. Okay, I love that. <laughs> if I'm not counting story time books, I've probably read like seven books this year. Yeah, I'm not counting story time books. Oh, cool. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> um, let's get into these conspiracy theories because I really am curious to know what they are. I'm so excited. Is it so? Like, are they conspiracy theories about how it sank? What happened? Like, what what is the basic idea of these conspiracy theories? So. These conspiracy theories are why it sank. Did it sink? Ooh, okay. Um, so it's like a fake moon landing. Thing? I will. I will. Ish. Ish. Like it's not. It's not, but it is. So this real cool article compiled all of them for me. Uh, it is by Spyscape. It is a four minute read. I love that they put how long of a read it is. Oh, that's, like, pretty common on the internet with articles and stuff, I find. Some, yes. Some, not so much. I have found... Me goes to unreliable sources. It's a three-minute read. Perfect for me. (laughs) I was just going to say, the more unreliable it is, the more common I find it. (laughs) Anywho, the article... Not you, BuzzFeed. (laughs) Love to see it. The article name is Fire and Ice, the Titanic's Top 10 Weirdest Conspiracy Theories. Ooh, okay. So, what really happened to the unsinkable Titanic? The steamship apparently hit an iceberg on April 14th, 1912, as it sailed to New York. Or did it? An iceberg collision wouldn't explain why the ship split in half or why there aren't enough lifeboats to rescue all the passengers. I really like that present tense right there. There are enough lifeboats. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure there are now. (laughs) 
Yeah, on the Titanic, there are plenty of lifeboats. I mean, listen, there are more boats that are still attached to the Titanic than people that they're going to save. So, like... (laughs) Well, I have another question for you after you get through this. I'll save it. No, what's up? How many, like, Titanic survivors are still alive? Zero. The last one died in 2009. 2009? They were two months old when they boarded the ship. They were the youngest passenger. Oh my gosh, that's kind of sad. I mean, <laughs> I guess, yeah, because you couldn't, because they were almost 100 in 2009. Because they would be 1012. <laughs> right. Anyway, let's continue. Okay. So, number 10, it was an inside job to collect the insurance money. Mm, okay. This is like the most common one. And, like, I'm not saying I believe it. But I get where they're coming from. Like, I can, like, connect the dots when they, like, show me the different points. That would be a pretty sick thing to do. Well, the Titanic didn't sink. Instead, its sister ship, the RMS Olympic, was disguised as the Titanic in an insurance scam by her owners. Because um, the Titanic was so expensive. And the Olympic had already had, like... A fire had had a collision and it had scrapes along the side right where the iceberg hit, allegedly. So, like, the Titanic, if it had hit the iceberg, it wouldn't have done that much damage because this boat had all these different, like, precautions in place to be, quote unquote, unsinkable. Yeah. But because there was already prior damage done, this boat was down in less than three hours. Hmm. So that's, like... The idea behind that one. Yeah. That, like, there was a fire, there was a collision, and, like, you can see pictures of the Olympic where, like, right along that same area that, like, we've been told is where the Titanic hit, like, Mm -hmm. there were, like, all these areas of issues. Interesting. Yeah. So, like, the people that were on board the Olympic didn't know it wasn't the Titanic? Right. They believed it was the Titanic, but the Titanic sank. They got all this insurance money. And then the actual Titanic went on to, and lived its life as a warship, this, that, whatever. A warship with a chandelier in it. It was pretty common. Like, that happened in most ocean liners. To have a giant, like, elegant chandelier the, in it? The Normandy is the most extravagant ocean liner that ever was. Like, so beautiful. Everything was super art deco. Very, very extravagant interesting got rebranded was bought by um the um american military i forget like which section if it was the navy or whatever but like then there was like it was brought to port in new york giant fire all this rigmarole but like if you look up the normandy it is the most extravagant ocean liner that's ever been okay beautiful number nine The Titanic sinking was part of an elaborate murder plot. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Okay. Some blame J.P. Morgan, claiming the banker... Like the insurance? The banker. the bank, yeah. Yeah. Arranged an elaborate murder. As the theory goes, Morgan wanted to create a U.S. Federal Reserve Bank, which was opposed by its rivals. Millionaires John Jacob Astor, Benjamin Guggenheim, and Macy's Isidore... Um, something, something. The ship, <laughs> it cut off. Cause, oh. like Reliable source things. <laughs> um, it is a four minute read. Aster's body was later recovered. The author 
of this article <laughs> finds the murder theory very unworkable. However, there's no evidence and no one has admitted playing a role. Conceivably, quote unquote, any one or all three could have ended up surviving a disaster. So why bother? Because they're first class citizens. Yeah. And although like the law was women and children first, mm -hmm. there were men yeah. first class right. that survived. Even though like if you were a child in third class, almost all of them died. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's that one. Okay. Because, like, a lot of well-to-do people were on that ship. Mm -hmm. Then this one, I think, is, like, one of the most ridiculous ones. Okay. This is probably going to be my favorite, then. Yeah. The cursed mummy theory. Yes. <laughs> I am here for this. Somebody the, call the Mythbusters. <laughs> the Titanic supposedly sank to its grave carrying a cursed mummy in its hold. That's the theory, anyway. And the tale has been around for a century. It seems the mummified Egyptian princess also left a trail of devastation across England in the 1900s after being excavated and moved. Alas, Charles Haas of the Titanic International Society assessed the ship's cargo manifest in 1985, and there was no mummy aboard. Oh, really? <laughs> Cursed or otherwise. <laughs> Curiously, there were large stocks of raw feathers... Hatter's fur and rabbit hair, but no mummies. What does that have to do with I mummy? don't know. <laughs> like all these things that aren't porcelain, steel, yeah. glass, and they survived at the bottom of the ocean, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Or it's like chickens and rabbits that passed away and you just get their hair and their feathers. On the Titanic? In 1985? Oh. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm so confused. Why would they think there was a I, mummy? I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Number seven. A German U-boat torpedoed the Titanic. That I could believe. But it was before World War One. Yeah, but that... Doesn't no, it wasn't before World War One. Yes, it was. World War One ended in nineteen eighteen, didn't it? And this is nineteen twelve. Yeah, but I thought it like was at least like, Google it. I believe you. I don't trust myself. <laughs> like it literally says, although World War One hadn't started yet. Oh, I thought World War One was from like nineteen ten to nineteen eighteen or something like that. 1914 to 1918? Well. We love to see it. In theory, they could have been testing out the U-boats for future war needs. Well, and that's the thing, is that although World War I hadn't started yet, suspicious minds suggest a German U-boat could have attacked the British ships. Some survivors reported a vessel lurking miles away until the early morning, which is a different story. Uh, the sub may have deliberately targeted the luxury liner or possibly accidentally collided with it, according to a Huffington Post columnist. Wow, another reliable story. <laughs> There's no proof, however. Critics of the theory also point out that the German U-boat attack on RMS Lusitania in 1915 caused the ship to sink in 18 minutes. Mm. It took two hours and 40 minutes for RMS Titanic to go under. 
Well, if they were testing out the new technology, it could have been, you know. A little shaky. Yeah. Lusitania story is a wild one. So far, that is the most believable theory. (laughs) To you. You don't think the Olympic one is? Not really. Why? Because I don't think they would go through that much trouble for insurance fraud. How much was the Titanic insured for? All of it and then some. Right, but how much money was it? It was millions. Mm, Okay. And all they had to do is change over a couple letters on the outside of the ship. Yeah. I don't know. That's it. I don't know. I think... It's not the most believable one to me. There's one that I believe more so. Okay. So, number six. Jeez, we're like not even through these. Uh, The sinking was the result of sabotage. Dun, dun, dun. Belfast shipbuilders Harland and Wolf have been the focus of several conspiracy theories. ASMR paper flipping. <laughs> I know. As one story is read, they say, if read backward, so the sabotaged the ship. Yep. The trouble is, the Titanic was assigned to yard number 401, and her official board of trade designation was 100,031,428. So 390904 seem to have been plucked out of the sky. Because, like, if you, again, if you look at this article, they have, like, this whole picture, and it's 390904, and then, like, the mirror image of 409098. I almost said E because it looks like an E that way. So what is it spelling out? It looks like it says to Pope. Yeah, it kind of does look like it says to Pope, but... Also, I'd like to point out that at the very beginning of this article, there is a picture of Batman. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. We don't fact check on this podcast. It's okay. I mean, I'm literally reading conspiracy theories. I have facts. Well, yeah, right. Like... What you want to know. This is all to be taken as this is a conspiracy theory. (laughs) Anyway. Um, So the company was almost exclusively staffed by Protestants, uh, writes Annie Caulfield, author of Irish Blood, English Heart, Ulster Fry. What does that have to do with anything? But if it's saying to Pope, then they're going like against, like they're trying to sabotage Catholics. Oh my gosh. Sam just that had just her mind. my mind. <laughs> so, like, it that one doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't, but that's, like, stretching it to a place where, like, I guess. <laughs> also, that was, like, the poorest written portion of this whole thing Yeah, so I love the grammar. <laughs> 10 out of 10. It was a rough go. Okay, so substandard rivets were used to cut cough is another theory. That, again, that's a believable theory to me. Harland and Wolf are also blamed for using substandard materials to save money during construction, even though there was no limit on the budget to build the luxury liner. Supposedly, they used wrought iron rivets, mechanical fasteners instead of steel rivets. Wrought iron? That's a type of metal? Wrought iron rivet. It's a type of rivet, yeah. Why would anybody use something that has the word rot in it? Because it's W-R-O-U-G. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you meant, like, R-O-T. Like, it's gonna rot out. Rot in the rivet. Because, like, why would you use it if it says it's gonna rot, and that's the name of it? Anyway. Learning with you is such an adventure. <laughs> it's 
So anyhow, anyhow. the Titanic's hull. Um, so the theory is that the lower grade standard rivets were brittle in cold temperature water. So like when it hit the iceberg, it just. But it's just suspicions because okay. obviously they can't confirm that. Yeah. This is the one I fully believe. And I read an article that made me mad because it was like, it was a luxury liner. It wasn't trying to go for this. But like the Normandy literally got this. Okay. And again, Normandy is like the most extravagant boat. Hit us with it. Okay. The captain was under pressure to create a new speed record to get the blue ribboned. What does that mean? The blue ribboned is a very coveted award that um, the SS United States Mm -hmm. has held for the longest amount of time, even though, like, I think it's technically, like, not legit because, like, the boat went into commission in 1952 and then, like, out of commission in 1969 or something like that. But it's... You get the blue ribboned by having the record speed for getting transatlantic the fastest. Mm, okay. So, like, if this was, like, this luxury liner, it has, like, like it's the biggest ship. It's the most magnificent. It's this. It's that. It's whatever. And it's the fastest. Like, boy, howdy. Like, sign people up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, I can see that. But... I don't know. The article that I read was like, but it was a luxury liner, so it wasn't built for speed. It was built for luxury. And it's like, yeah, but the Normandy did it. Yeah. Like, there were so many ships. Like, yeah. the Queen Mary 2. Yeah. Still a beautiful ship. You can still ride on it today. Went, like, went and had the blue ribboned. Also, a luxury liner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I believe that, too. Like, that, that and the, like... Poor materials to save money makes sense to me. Yeah, and I guess like I could pull, I could believe the U boat if I like squinted my eyes and like cocked my head to the left a little bit. Even though earlier that's the one that you were like signing up for. Well, because I didn't hear the other ones. I've never heard of any of these. Wild. This is the one that I had heard the most. Um, but like also like it was a moonless night, so like yeah, you know like if you have a new moon, so there's no moon in the sky. Very still water, so like there's nothing crashing into an iceberg. It you don't foggy. have the technology that we have today. Yeah, you're literally relying on someone standing in the crow's nest with binoculars. Yeah, yeah, and like realistically, this iceberg was not that big. Yeah, you know, at least from like the top. Anywho, so that's that. Um, that's the long and the short of that one. I could see it. I can see that one, too. Number three. The official inquiries were Freemasons whitewashes. I Can we... The Freemasons, seriously? Are we going to, like, continue this conspiracy theory? Okay, so, nope. Then there was the coal fire theory. Um, so that's one of the more interesting ones where um, there's this opinion that, like, coal was stored and it was smoldering and it was like added to the furnace to like pick up speed all right. that stuff yeah um and also to like reduce the fire danger so in turn that led to unsafe speeds um and so like the titanic just like charged right into this iceberg so like 
even though the lookout saw it, mm-hmm. there was no doing anything because they were just going so fast. Yeah, well, that also ties into the blue ribbon thing. Yeah. If they're trying to go so fast. Right. Yeah. So, and then number one, like the top conspiracy theory is that it was just like a perfect storm of like a number of things. So like, it's a little bit of like this like coal thing, like trying to get faster. It's a little bit of, you know, sabotage. It's a little bit of like, whatever. A little know? bit of country, a little bit of rock and roll. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, I love that I'm making references that literally no one's gonna get. I'm sitting right here and I'm like, mm. it's, <laughs> I'm like it's literally like Donnie and Marie Osmond, I think. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, so the perfect storm is like, what if the fire in uh, bunker number six was part of a perfect storm of events that sank the Titanic? Combination of fire, ice, and criminal negligence. Okay, so. A substantial fire could have weakened the hull or sections of the hull, making it impossible for the Titanic to withstand the impact of an iceberg, even though it was, like, built where it would be able to. Um, But the fire was, like, downplayed in the original inquiry Mm -hmm. into the disaster, but it wasn't really discounted. Mm -hmm. So those are, like, the big ones. And then relating to, like, all the murder and everything... Yeah, so Kathy is not on this episode, but she wanted to give us a book recommendation. Yeah. And for those of you, I mean, if you've been listening to this podcast for even a short amount of time, you will know that Kathy loves zombies. So the book recommendation that she gave us was Deck Z, The Titanic Unsinkable Undead by Chris Palst and Matt Solomon. Okay, so I think that she described it to me as like, imagine if the Titanic had a zombie apocalypse and it was like used as like a containment for like a zombie virus. Truly Kathy's dream come true. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I mean, that even sounds interesting to me and I'm like not super into the Titanic and also not super into zombies. Okay. I love that movie Zombieland though. Okay. That's like the only zombie apocalypse thing that I'm like remotely interested in. Love that for you. <laughs> Do you have a Titanic book recommendation? Um, no, just the one that I was talking about earlier in the episode, Luck of the Titanic by Stacy Lee. Again, Eyes and Glass nominee. Mm-hmm. Teens, read Flume and Eyes and Glass. We want to hear your opinions. Vote, please. I would love to have Merrimack represented, even if you like are not about the books, let me know. I would love to hear your feedback. Just quick tangent. My Fluminizing Glass recommendation, I think is on the short list or is it on the long list for next year? Well, there's not a short list for 2024. So anyway, I'm just going to give you a book recommendation because I don't know if it's going to end up on. Is it forward March? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That on the long list for 2024 so teens vote for forward march if you are we'll read it and write a review for it yes read it write a review for it if you have any sort of experience with being in marching band or color guard or anything like that you will love this book it was like such a great representation of what being a band kid in high school is like so that's my fluminizing glass recommendation (laughs) 
<laughs> it is truly a quick tangent because everything else was pretty Titanic specific. Yeah, you know, I just <laughs> figured, you know, we're talking about Fluminize with us. Sure. So throw that in there. I love that. I love that. And there's a bunch of like historical fiction, if that's something you guys are interested in, up in the teen room. We have a whole section about it. Not sure how many. I think we have like at least a few like Titanic specific. Titanic's pretty buzzy. We also have other shipwrecks. We do. And down here, if you like the I Survived books, we have a graphic novel, I Survived the Titanic. Yes. And I think like the book version too, probably. I don't know. And a bunch of nonfiction books. And a picture book, I think, about the cat that lived on the Titanic. <laughs> Who was named Jenny? <laughs> yep. Yep. She sure was. <laughs> And I think there's one we have about a pig that lived on the Titanic. Yeah, we do have that picture book. So, yeah, teens, you can read picture books if you want. Absolutely. There's absolutely no uh, gatekeeping in this library. No. You can read whatever you want. And come talk to us. Come hang out. Come join Kathy every Thursday at 3.30. Nope, 3. Is it 3? It's when I come. It's before I come in. What time is it? It's at two thirty. Two thirty to four. Two thirty to four. Oh my goodness! But you can drop in at any point. You don't yeah. have to stay the whole time. You can come in later. So you can come in at three, three thirty, or-, or even three fifty-nine. You know, Kathy's cool with that. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm sorry, everybody. Join Kathy for that. I think that's gonna do it for us. Yeah, and we'll see y'all next time. And we're gonna be talking about. I don't remember what we're going to be talking sea about. monsters, right? Yes. I thought we already did that because we were having a lengthy discussion about it <laughs> off podcast. <laughs> but next time we're going to be talking about sea monsters. <laughs> so we'll see you next time. Bye. Okay, bye.